Five o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In five, four, three, two, one. Lock it in, turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Radio set. Uh, we have uh, returned. Good call there, little Ace Freely. Kiss. A little solo action by, by Ace. Uh, it is uh, great to have you with us, Patrick Johnson. Ben Byram. Over hey, Ben. See <laughs> <laughs> you guys out there. That was a little- uh, TJ Long. There and here, right across from me. Good, good to, be to here. see you. Yeah, it's great to be here. This is really, this is good. We got a lot of nice, uh, well, concern questions last week, including from TJ. Why aren't you on? But we, I thought we had promoted it efficiently, uh, that we were going to be taking the week after July 4th off. Usually we do have a best of package, but we decided to go with the third hour of Cowherd just to give everybody a, a break. Cowherd, I'm sorry, that was a Freudian <laughs> slip. Uh, just to give everybody a break. Because we all needed a break. And uh, we'll have some more time off here, and uh, we'll be a little more representative of the program in those uh, well, I, I times. Tu- I tuned in, and it was, uh, I guess it was 5.15, yeah. and he was still on. I thought I hadn't set my clock forward or backwards. or Ah, uh, I, I got it. you. Well, that's very kind of you. But, uh, no, we uh, we just we needed some. And then one of the uh, – Dylan, I love Dylan. But I talked to Dylan last week, and Dylan says, how's your vacation? I said, I wish I were on. I'm just taking the show off. Everything else I'm doing, I'm – hundred miles an hour. I wish I had a va- a true vacation, but we'll have one of those a little later on. Uh, ben looks like he has been on vacation with that shirt. The sum of Bob's going. That is a, that is that's something. That is something. Did the guy not guess your weight at the Pitt County Fair with that thing. On? No, that's I like it. I actually got a little do, toucans it, on it. I Come see on. that. I see that. It's a little I, festive. I do like it. That shirt though. It's a yeah. good look uh, for him there. Uh, how are you? You doing well? Good to see TJ, by yep, the way. Doing really well. Good we, to be here. We brought TJ in uh, to talk uh, about Eddie Payne, and we're going to do that some uh, here today. Uh, let's give you some some headlines before that. Uh, Connor Norby got drafted today by the Orioles, uh, picked up 41st overall, and uh, the Connor Norby bonus, I had this information, uh... Let me see here. One point eight million is the bonus. The Orioles have ten picks today over because it's shortened from forty to twenty rounds. Correct? Is that what it is this year? Or is it twenty six? But the point is, it's shortened. Yeah, twenty rounds instead of forty this year. So the the O's are picking ten times today, and they have something like eleven and a half million in bonus money. With those bonuses, there's like suggested. It was fascinating to watch that last night. Uh, 
And the only reason I was staying up watching it last night is because I was waiting to see where Gavin Williams was going to get taken uh, in the first round. Other than that, let's. And I, and I thought the ESPN people did a really good job to keep it moving. That that Major League Baseball draft that can get slow. Ooh, yeah. that's that's. And even last night, it got a little, little draggy at times. But uh, I stuck with it because I wanted to see where Gavin was selected. And if Norby went in the first round, really after Gavin was picked, I I, I tapped out because tired and just ready to, to turn in for what was going to be a, a full day. And uh, Gavin's money, as far as the bonus goes, there's it's not an assigned, there's kind of a suggested bonus there. That's right, by the round and yeah, by the position. Depends the, on mm-hmm. if you're a senior, like college senior, if you're a high school guy, or if you're you know coming out kind of early, like uh, the case of Gavin and Norby, you know, you, you're coming out after your junior year type of thing. So there's there's that that kind of goes along with it. Uh, the Gavin amount of money, well, the Indian signing bonus pool uh, was $7.4 million. So, in other words, they have that money to distribute right. among their draft picks. Uh, for Williams, it was looking like he was going to get $2.9 million, as was the suggested slot price. So he would get that as a bonus. Because in the minor leagues, even though they're trying to improve this with the redoing of the minor leagues uh, and sort of the revamp new minor leagues this year, you have uh, you make no money as a minor league baseball player. The right. guys that have any money in minor league baseball are usually the guys that get that signing bonus, and if they get a big-time signing bonus, they usually have the nicer truck in the uh, parking lot for the players as opposed to the beat-up used truck for the uh, players' parking uh, lot that guys are driving around. So anyway, uh, Gavin Williams who was taken out of high school but came to ECU, uh, you know, gamble on himself, bet on himself, and he he's going to get a signing bonus uh, close to $3 million for going 23rd overall uh, last night. And then, uh, as we mentioned, Connor Norby picked today, uh, and uh, he'll get a pretty healthy signing bonus just below $2 million there. Uh, the O's have also taken, for those of you scoring at home, in the sixth round, Remember Colin Burns, the really – I was really impressed with Colin Burns, the shortstop from Tulane. They had that great series here, ECU and Tulane did. And Colin Burns, uh, a fabulous player, really a sophomore, batted over 300 this year, drove in 50 runs. Uh, he has gone to the, uh, to the Orioles as well, and his uh, recommended bonus slot is over 400 grand. Now, that doesn't mean this – these numbers we're giving you aren't right. – doesn't necessarily mean that's what they're going to get. That's where the agent comes in to try to negotiate – uh, this, but that pool of money per team is kind of distributed amongst the draft picks. Obviously, the higher draft picks in the case of Norby for the Orioles, Gavin, Gavin for the uh, Indians will get a, a little bit of a better opportunity. Boy, it's a shame that Kinston is no longer affiliated with uh, the Kinston uh, or the Indians because uh, Gavin could just keep his place here and just you know <laughs> go down there. Because uh, we are gonna now, Kinston is currently affiliated as the Down East Wood Ducks with. The Texas Rangers. In fact, the Rangers own them. So, in all, in, in all honesty, we're probably going to see Jack Leiter in Kinston in a couple of weeks. Sometime in the next couple of weeks, Jack Leiter will be coming through Kinston. As long as they leave the guy that whistles. Leave uh, the whistler. Leave the, yeah. leave the whistler. I don't know if and, we'll see the whistler at Historic Granger Stadium. <laughs> uh, now, before we get into why TJ is here, because I'm wondering that myself. No, I'm kidding. Uh, before we get into to some great guests we have today and, and some cool things to talk about with TJ, and we'll, we'll talk a little more about the baseball as well. Uh, I want to say to Ben Byram, congratulations, your New York Mets. What a steal. How did he drop Kumar that Kumar Rocker. That's what I'm kind of wondering. 
I and thought he would go over lighter. And well, a lot of people didn't. That was what was interesting about the ESPN coverage is they had it well staffed, and especially with that drama drama with lighter and the kid from Wake Forest. That the the, the kid who got drafted out of high school from Wake Forest, he fell to the teens. He was supposed to be a top. Khalil three Watson. I heard some things about Khalil Watson being a little difficult, and maybe that's why Khalil Watson fell. Don't He's know. Star out of high school though. He is out of high school. He's a, a fabulous star. But I, you know, I know everybody obviously wanted to to have him. But that was one of those cases. Uh, you know, Mike Trout committed to ECU, but obviously got drafted. Did Watson commit to state, or he did he not commit to anybody? I, that that was a little unclear on that. Point is. He, he obviously he's, he's going. No matter where he committed, he's going to the big leagues. So he was kind of the local kid, as far as a North Carolina kid that fell to the teens, kind of like Rocker. A lot of those high school guys that were really projected high fell uh, back, but Rocker fell incredibly far back. In fact, we do have some interesting things at Cleveland uh, State. He did commit to state. Yeah, okay, thank you, Ben. Uh, some interesting things that the Indians organization had to say about Gavin. We're going to get into that in a little bit. Uh, we were not here last week, uh, but we have uh, we had just some uh, saddening news, deeply saddening news last week. Over the 4th of July weekend, uh, Eddie Payne, who you played for here at ECU, TJ, and who uh, was the, the last coach to take the Pirates to the big dance. To the big dance, that's right. Uh, and just a nice guy. I didn't, I didn't really know Eddie... Payne or Coach Payne while he was here, a little before my time, but I'd gotten to, to meet him in some occasions after, and just a nice, nice guy. Yeah. One of the best people on the planet. Uh, and an interesting, I mean, he, he left and took some good money at the time. Took good money now, but certainly at the time, took some good money to go to Oregon State, which is a basketball graveyard. And if I recall, there was some, a little bit of, there was maybe a little bit of a void that was kind of Dave Hart had left to go to... Florida, Florida State. State at the time. Yep. And there was a little bit of a void of leadership, and, and there was nobody really to make a counteroffer of any kind to Eddie. And so Eddie goes to Oregon State, and, and like many coaches before him, made pretty good money at Oregon State, but just didn't didn't have any success there. Yeah, I think when he left, they were coming off the seat. They were 4-25 and 25 yeah, or something right. like that when, when he, he left. he got though. them competitive. Competitive, yeah. But never could get them you know, to be this, this like Oregon has been in basketball, for example. You know, Oregon historically has even been pretty good. You know, even when that was a one-bid situation with UCLA, you had Oregon and, and USC kind of there behind the Bruins right. all those years and days of yore. But um, so Eddie went there, and I think that he go – is that where he went to Greensboro College after a couple years after that? He went to D3 Greensboro College. He did. Yeah, he went to Greensboro College. He was there for a couple of years and then went to um, upstate. The upstate from there and helped them So transition. Upstate was D2 when he got there. They were D2 when they when he got there, and he brought them into the – Division one. Division one. yep. So he coached at all levels. He coached in a lot of situations. I mean, that – yeah, I think he just wanted to get back to coaching ball, and that's why he went to Greensboro on the D3 level. Uh, but Joe Dooley's going to join us. In fact, in fact go ahead and uh, try to get a hold of Dooley's, and uh, we'll talk to him here. Uh, and uh, some teammates of yours, Lester Lyons, Ike Copeland, great names in Pirate Basketball lore are going to join us. We're going to uh, talk uh, to them a little bit about Eddie Payne. But I, I just felt it appropriate today. Uh, Eddie had that stroke uh, over the July 4th weekend, uh, and then died subsequently late last week 
and um, was was so young. Gosh, sixty nine. It was going to be seventy this weekend. Right. Yep. I just wanted to, uh, you know, have some some opportunities today to have some people that knew Eddie, kind of talk about him, yourself included. Yeah. Uh, so well, I was kind of opening it up to you here. Is well, you know, personally, Coach Payne gave me a, a you know, an opportunity of a of a lifetime to gave me the chance to play Division One college basketball, which is what I wanted to do. And um, you know, I was I was late on the recruitment. I was a as people may or may not know, I was a walk on on the team in, yeah. in, in ninety two and ninety three. We went to the NCAA tournament, and so I mean, just you think back to the end every every year that comes around, and you sit there and you think back to that, and you're like, man, how how in the world was you know for for me personally was able to do that and then all you know you have the memories of the tournament and, yeah and playing um uh you know unc and the who ends up winning the national championship and and all those types of things and so you always you know you start there and then you think about your relationships with all the people that were involved and so um you know i can give a firsthand account of someone who's very thankful for what he what he did for me I, obviously not highly recruited but he wanted me to be a part of his program and i was happy to do it eddie Payne was uh also a real, I mean, just well-liked man. One of the nicest people you'd ever meet. Well-liked, mild-mannered. He, he, had, uh, he had a fiery assistant who's now the head coach of the basketball uh, program at ECU. Now joins us here on the phone, Joe Dooley, uh, joining uh, TJ and myself uh, for some remembrances of uh, Coach Payne. Uh, Joe, hope you're doing well. Thanks for taking a few minutes with us. No problem. How are you guys? We're doing well. Uh, TJ was just talking about Coach Payne and... Uh, you know, you you obviously kind of cut your teeth uh, early in the in your coaching career, uh, and Eddie Payne was a big part of that. Well, my first seven years in coaching, I was with Coach Payne. We were together for three years at South Carolina, and then obviously his first four years here as, uh, as the head coach when I was his assistant. And I think what he did was he taught a lot of people, including myself, how to be a professional. Uh, you watch the way he worked and the way he did things, and you're saying, hey, there's a guy who knows what he's doing and does it with integrity. Joe Dooley uh, is with us uh, here, a young guy uh, too, but still uh, up until recent years had been uh, had been coaching had uh, at Coach Payne. And we were talking about it a, a few moments ago, I think, when Ben was getting you dialed up here, Coach. That you know, he went out to Oregon State, and I mean, he you know that was uh, financially a, a bit of a windfall for him. But then came back to North Carolina. He just loved basketball so much. That he, I mean, he, he coached at Greensboro College and then went on to Upstate when it was D two. So he just loved coaching basketball and being around uh, being around young people. I guess. Well, here's a guy who played at a high level. Obviously, at Wake Forest, and was a really good player, and uh, then had been at South Carolina and been at Clemson and been here. You now, I always, even when he took the Oregon State job, I understood why he did it. Uh, you know, Dave Hart had already left for Florida State, and I guess he was unsure. You know, he about the AD situation. He didn't know who was going to get the job. And I always wished he would have stayed another year or two now benefited me. I was obviously able to get the job, but I always had envisioned that coach would be an ACC head coach. And, you know, we had a good team coming back. I understand why he did it. But uh, then when he he came back and coached Greensboro College and Upstate and took them through the transition, he's always loved to be around ball. He's always loved to think it. Um, You know, he played a number of different ways. He wasn't a guy that just did one thing. Uh, And it was – it was pretty cool because at the end of it, you know, upstate and, and Florida Gulf Coast, we were in the same league, so we got to play against oh, yeah. twice a year and spend time at CN. Uh, obviously, Coach would get a chance to 
to spend some time with my wife, Tanya, and my son, Max. Hey, Coach, I, I was just wondering, as you were talking about that, how did you and Coach Payne meet? I know you were on the – was it at, at South Carolina, or was it one of those situations where maybe he had recruited you somewhere along the way or any of those types of things? In a, in a strange way, we played against South Carolina my junior and senior year, and I played really well. And my college <laughs> coach, John Kuster, knew Eddie Payne. Mm-hmm. John, coach Kuster played at Carolina, and he and Coach Payne had known each other, and South Carolina was looking for a GA, and I think they – probably wanted another practice tackling dummy so they, they hired me to you know i'd run around and every once in a while i'd have to practice but i, I as coach Payne and coach kuster knew each other and fortunately i played well against south carolina and then you know you get down there and with that you have coach Payne and obviously george felton who was an assistant here with coach Payne for dave odom and i'm not staff was also tubby smith wow. and you know george is now the director of player personnel for the spurs and obviously tubby's yeah Another guy that's been a basketball lifer and won a national championship and been around. Yeah, now at High Point, uh, and, and you, I remember a couple years ago the Pirates played uh, High Point, home-and-home uh, home type of deal. So uh, uh, a lot of these relationships certainly uh, run run quite deep. Joe Dooley's uh, spending a few minutes with us. We're going to have a couple Pirate players on in a few minutes uh, that played for uh, that played for Eddie Payne also. Uh, Joe, when... when you go back and, and, you know, the team that TJ was on, the one that uh, made the NCAA tournament, if I recall, the Pirates came into that tournament. Obviously, if they were going to go, they needed to win. It wasn't like ECU was the favorite or, or anything. But you guys had uh, – Joe, from your perspective, what do you remember as far as, you know, kind of the end of the season going into the tournament then what happened in Richmond? I thought we were playing well. Uh, you know, we, and, but that doesn't always mean you win the game. I thought we were playing the right way. We were playing well. Thought we got some confidence after we won the first round game, and it just kept growing. And you know, I think the other thing, and having been on both sides, I think sometimes when you're the favorite, the pressure shifts. And when you can play with a loose mind like we did, and coach always kept the guys pretty loose, focused. I think as we got into pressure situations, our guys didn't feel it. We just played and worried about doing the right things. And I think you know, coach did a real good job of obviously navigating that. And, and, put in the confidence in the guys and also put them in positions to to do some things. But I, I did think we were playing well going to the tournament. Eddie Payne was pretty mild mannered, uh and uh but you know, obviously fiercely competitive. Uh any any just great kind of Eddie Payne moment stories that came to mind, Joe, as you've thought about him I'm sure frequently here over the last several days. Well I think, you know, we the the, the some of the lighter moments you remember. I mean he was you know, his son, Luke, who was a very good player for him. You know, obviously, everybody forgets his wife was the head coach at Charlotte and Alabama and was a great coach. But yeah. they always made fun of the way he drive because he was always distracted. And <laughs> I remember one time I get a call here, and this was before cell phones. My office phone rings and goes, can you do me a favor? And I go, what? He goes, I just left the car running in front of the Pitt Greensville Airport. Can you go get it for me? <laughs> well, he was always running a little bit late, so he left the car running right now. There was no TSA in those days. They probably would have towed it by now, but... Uh, when he was, when he was driving, we all you know we all, every time we walk out in the parking lot, we'd all offer, offer to drive so coach wouldn't zig and zag. It was funny because Luke made mention of it at the service yesterday that the only time his mom would really get mad at okay, Coach Payne was when he, when he was driving and he was distracted. <laughs> uh, Joe, uh, I know a lot of folks were there. Steve Logan, I know, was there yesterday. A lot of players were there, so it was a you know the the thing is it's. Uh, it's just part of everybody getting older. You you lose someone that uh, you know and love, and uh, 
It's an opportunity, though, to kind of remember good times, but also catch up with people that you keep saying, hey, let's catch up sometime, and it gives you a chance to do some of that. So uh, that, that I'm sure yesterday was great for everybody involved. Uh, not to shift gears too dramatically, but uh, how's the summer been for you? Are things getting back to, to normal uh, in the world of college basketball? Well, yes, we've, you know, we've been able to the last two weeks of uh, two weekends in June and the, the, the weekends and you know, these weekends in July, we've been able to go out and recruit live in person again. And, uh, you know, it's, it's moving towards that. And, you know, we'll, we'll head down to the Peach Jam in uh, Augusta, South Carolina, Augusta, Georgia, Augusta, South Carolina, Augusta, South Carolina this weekend. It uh, has been going back to a little bit normal. You know, we've got most of the guys on campus. And, uh, you know, we're able to work those guys out usually Monday through Thursday. The strength coach works them out on Friday. And we leave Thursday, Thursday, late Thursday night to go recruiting and then come back Sunday and re- wash it and recycle it again this next week. Yeah, got you. Hey, uh, we'll talk some more about that down the road, but I appreciate your time today talking about Coach Payne. Uh, It's always great to catch up with you, Joe. Thanks for the time, man. Have a great rest of the day, guys. All right. right. Thanks, Coach. There he goes. Uh, Joe Dooley there with some good uh, memories of uh, the great Eddie Payne. We're going to get a couple of his uh, players uh, on here in a minute. Uh, We have one, of course, with TJ, but we're going to go a little higher profile. Is that (laughs) fine with you if we go a little higher profile? Yeah, you can do that. All right. Try to get Lester Lyons on here. We'll get Ike Copeland um, and, uh, and do that. Uh, a break. We'll come back and uh, have some uh, fun, happy memories of uh, the late Eddie Payne, uh, who was uh, really a, did a fabulous job of coach at ECU. I mean, what, you talk about a well-loved person in this community. Uh, it was Coach Payne. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk uh, more about him and other things going on uh, after this time out here on this uh, Monday PJ Show. Eastern North Carolina's home for the Adam Gold Show. Come on in. Weekdays at noon, right here on Eastern Carolina's home for sports. I love sports. And the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. Just follow me. We're doing it for the gram. Check out picks from the PJ Show and more. Plus, picks from around Pirate Nation. 94.3 The Game, now on Instagram. All right, uh, concert on the Commons coming with the Embers on Wednesday. It is not a Thursday night concert. It is a Wednesday night concert this year. Weather's looking typical July, but not a lot of rain. Patrick Johnson, Ben Byram. Love this shirt. And uh, T.J. Long. We have Lester Lyons? All right. There's a guy that T.J. Long checked a few times in uh, practice. ECU Hall of Famer Lester Lyons. As he joins us here on the phone, Lester, did TJ did, did TJ ever ever shut you down while guarding you in practice? He says he did. Uh, he might have had a couple of good days at practice, <laughs> or I might have just had an off day. <laughs> you might have been out late the night before, maybe, and we're just a little slow getting out of the gate, Lester. That might have been what it was. I think you know TJ was was. Was getting up, Eddie. Uh, it's great to have Lester Lyons with us. We're talking about uh, Eddie Payne. We just had Joe Dooley on. TJ's been good enough to come hang out in the studio with us today and uh, talk some memories of Eddie Payne. And uh, we'll talk some other stuff too uh, with uh, TJ. But uh, thank you, Lester, for taking a few minutes with us. Obviously, I uh, believe you were one of the guys that uh, attended uh, his funeral yesterday or the memorial service yesterday. Uh, but uh, can I ask you what I asked Joe? I mean, you've had a chance to sort of reflect on Coach Payne here the last several days. What what leaps to mind? Well, you know, uh, Eddie Payne was just a, one of the good guys, man. Um, he was truly a, a great man. Um, he he instilled a lot of stuff 
uh, from his family atmosphere into me, and they always talk to us about family and 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 putting God first. And I, I always remember that, you know, we we had team prayer, and uh, you know, before I did, I didn't, we didn't have that. So it was one of the things that Eddie kind of instilled in us is the family atmosphere and and having a higher power in your life. Oh, we've got Lester Lyons. Ike Copeland's going to be on with us too in a few minutes. Uh, we're going to uh, talk with him. He was he was just texting him or uh, calling me. Uh, Lester Lyons, the great Lester Lyons, uh, is with us here. ECU Hall of Famer, who was uh, here in the uh, early '90s, part of the time where uh, Eddie Payne uh, was here and played, of course, in the uh, NCAA uh, tournament where he was the uh, CAA tournament MVP as a uh, junior. You know it. Uh, uh, Coach Payne, and I think everybody understood, he kind of had to do what he had to do leaving. Uh, but you guys were kind of ready and poised uh, coming back. We're going to have a pretty good pretty good squad. Um, but, you know, when you look back, we, we were talking about it, you guys really started, I think I've talked to you about this before, Lester, you guys started to kind of come around uh, as you got closer to the uh, in, uh, the CAA tournament in uh in March that year, where you guys win it and go, uh, but you you saw yourself if you were uh, starting to, to, to or the team was starting to play better. Is that kind of a, what you recollect uh, from that time and when Coach Payne led him to the NCAA tournament? Uh, I think yeah, we kind of picked it up at the end of the year that year. Um, we I, I thought we were playing well the whole year. We just couldn't find a way to win a daggone game and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It kind of started going our way at the end. Um, I don't know if you know, that season, it was probably, we had about seven or eight games and we lost by two or three points or less. Yeah. So we were right there. We were right there. We just kind of put it all together at the end. Hey, and, and Lester, this it was also a long, we had, at the beginning of the season, we had like a seven or an eight game road two or three road trips back to back i think they were working on mengees doing some pre mm-hmm. new arena yeah, work yeah. on mengees or mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. do you re- do you right. remember that is that why we i just remember us being on the road for like three weeks straight <laughs> <laughs> i was like man you know you lose a couple of yeah, co- they, tough games yeah, and you can't I think regroup they started building i think they started building my new gym uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, and we had to play like seven or eight games on the road at the beginning of the, of the year yeah i think that's what was happening uh the great lester lines is uh with us uh here lester uh i know you uh got a chance to come back a few years ago uh and get that hall of fame induction i know you and tj and a lot of guys from that uh ncaa tournament team were uh together that uh that weekend and was coach Payne. Coach Payne played golf with you guys that weekend. So, do you remember that uh, and, and kind of visiting with him and uh, catching up with him? What were some some memories from that weekend, uh, Lester? Yeah, that was that was a great weekend um, uh, when I got inducted into the Hall of Fame because we had a chance to get back together, like mostly that that whole team, and to have our coach come as well. And uh, kind of like I said earlier, uh, you know, Eddie had instilled that family atmosphere in us, and we, you know, most of us are still close right now to this day and um you just don't get a lot of d1 d1 college teams that have teammates that are that are this close and close-knit yeah um it was it was special for us to have uh coach Payne come to 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 the induction and to have all the guys there as well yeah yeah and if we could have made a putt that day 
we'd have helped them out. We could have won the uh, the letter winners uh, golf tournament too, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think you had to you probably had to feed Coach Bay before uh, letting them play golf. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the Great Lester Lions. Uh, Lester, we're going to clear way for uh, Ike Copeland here, but it's good to catch up with you. We appreciate you taking a few minutes with us. And uh, hopefully we'll see a football or basketball season uh, back here in Greenville soon. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. Hey, take it easy, man. Hey, buddy, you too. Lester Lions, quite a guy there. Well, that guy could play. Yes, he could. He could uh, He could play. He was He was nice to me right then. I, I never came close. <laughs> I never came close. But I will say – I would hit a three-point shot every once right. in a while. and you'd back, let him know. And I'd let him know about right. it, but, yeah, I didn't really come close. I imagine you would. Uh, so we're going to get uh, Ike Copeland on here, too. That was another one of those guys that, if I recall correctly, started to come around uh, during that tournament run. Yeah, um, he had a great he had a great game going into the Old Dominion game, which yeah. maybe we'll wait and get him on the phone so I can – I'm sure he remembers that. Yeah, but uh, Ike Copeland, also one of those that played for Eddie Payne and a guy we've had on the show previously and uh, – you know, we've, it's good to catch up with those guys. Uh, yeah. It really is. Great leader. Yeah. As well. Uh, Eddie Payne, uh, of course, at ECU, uh, this is an article from the uh, Charlotte Observer. We mentioned Greensboro. We mentioned USC Upstate where he was D2, and they, they transitioned into the Atlantic Sun as a D1 member, and he had coached Dooley, got to coach. I, I'd forgotten that Joe mentioned it. Those guys got to coach against each other, which was probably mm. pretty cool. Uh, but he also was at Belmont Abbey for uh, a stint as well. Uh, that might have been the stint from coming back from Oregon State. It may have been. I don't don't hold me to that. But uh, point is, yeah, I don't I don't know if it was or not. But he he was there too. And uh, we're we're talking about uh, Coach Payne today, uh, who was born out in Charlotte uh, and uh, died uh, sadly just uh, days before his 70th birthday. Ike Copeland was someone who was at the memorial service yesterday. Uh, Ike, uh, good to talk to you again. TJ is uh, in the studio with us here, and TJ uh, has a few things he's going to ask you about, but I just wanted to, to welcome you in and, and give you sort of uh, the floor here to share a, an Eddie Payne memory or two. Yeah, yeah, I, I appreciate it. Um, and hey, hey, TJ. Hey, I'm buddy. sure you're still over there knocking down three-pointers. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> go Coach Payne was a. Um, I was able to to attend yesterday and, and catch up with a lot of folks, and it just showed to me the impact that he had not only to us but to um, the Spartanburg community. So I was I was really just kind of reminded of all the things that he did once he left us. And the impression he left on us was, you know, life changing. And we we had a chance to sit down and share yesterday with guys either in the phone or over lunch. Um, so it was it was really special to me, but. The one thing that sticks out in my head that I have used that Coach Payne said many years ago was, I knew a man that thought him mad. The more he gave, the more he had. And I have said that to my kids, my folks that work on my team, um, and to my own uh, you know, players within my AAU uh, team and on my son's teams and things like that. So um, you know, that, that stuck with me, and I think that that to me kind of summarized what what Coach Payne was is he just gave everything that he had, and um, he had a lot to give, um, and and was very wise. But he, he gave you all of that, and, and and that that's why I think he left such such an impression on everybody. So uh, that's one of the things that stood out. And uh, you know, coming in, I had Coach Steele for a couple of years, and I had Coach Payne, um, you know, thereafter, and 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 they were really good in their own respects, but they were certainly very different. 
And um, and I remember, you know, Coach Payne, <clears throat> you know, um, encouraging us to pray. And um, we would always try to get together, and we would do the standard Lord's Prayer. And as the year went on, we started advancing our prayers. So you got 18, 19-year-olds advancing the prayers. It's just one or two words being changed in the Lord's Prayer. But toward the end of the year, so I would say this is about February, um, we had guys on our team that I don't know if they'd ever stepped foot in a church that were actually leading us in prayer. Wow. And um, and they were, it wasn't being, um, we were not praying because Coach told us to pray. It was because they felt um, that it was working and they, they saw what it produced. And um, and so I thought to myself, something special is going on right here. And w- w- I'm not sure what it's going to end up being. It ended up being that we won the championship and, and moved on. But we we look back on all that and say, you know, while we didn't quite understand what all was going on, it worked out for the best for us. And um, and I attribute a lot of that and prayer when it comes to sports to Coach Payne. And I think that's, um, you know, what God wanted him to do. And um, and his his family certainly rooted in the proper place. And, you know, it was it was a feeling of that yesterday when I hugged his wife and his, and his son Luke. So I'm um, just happy to have had him in my life when I did. Yeah, I remember to piggyback on that, Ike, um, after we won in Richmond, the CAA the championship, Lester, Lester went, went on. He was on back then. I guess it was home team sports with George <laughs> Johnson, this, yeah. who was carrying the game or yeah. whatever. And oh yeah, you remember? And he said, he said, Lester, man, you guys are playing good. What's going on? And Lester said, We got Jesus, baby. We got <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he sure did. And uh, that, was, that was good stuff, man. Yeah, I remember you I mean, going up. I mean, he hit yeah. all those free throws. You know, God has to be somewhere so you got to go with that. So when the I think we talked a little bit about this, like we had you on in '93, uh, or the 25th anniversary of the '93 uh, championship, last team for ECU to go to the NCAA tournament, March Madness, and that was. Uh, it seemed I remember because um, I was real young, way young then, but I remember uh, you really started to come on and play very, very well uh, at that time. Mm-hmm. How you know was that just sort of your development? Did Coach Payne point you in a direction? Could you maybe recall some of that for us? Yeah, so you know you go through these phases, and my first phase um, was I just want to play. You know, put me anywhere on the court, let me do the dirty work, and that was with Coach Steele. So, and then my so my second year, I started to really develop more offensively because we had Gus Hill and Reed Lowe's and Stan Love and those guys who didn't give you a whole lot of shots. The first year or so, so the second year, um, that that was kind of there, and so then my, um, you know, my junior year, of course, I started to develop and understood understand what he wanted, and it was it was not the same pressure, meaning don't take these shots, shoot these kind of shots. He just wanted you to really play basketball, so it was more of a um, a freedom to do different things, and um, so that that was what I needed at that time. For me, so you know, we certainly had some development going on, um, but it was more or less, you know, get out there and use your strengths to the best um, as possible. And then, of course, we had the injury. So when I came back, and in my senior year, it was more about um, just getting healthy and being able to play at that level and, and you know, level comp- competitive nature. And, and so once I really understood that I was not going to get hurt again, and I got through the mental part of, you know, the ACL injury. Um, and took the brace off. Um, I really felt like, okay, this is it. I've got a, I've got a season left, and we're going to give it all. And you know, through Coach Payne's, um, you know, through his wisdom and making you see that you know all this really had a purpose. 
and you you may not quite understand it right now. So you you were able to kind of play more freely. And um, so it was more mental development, more than physical development, because I, you know, I was still so all that along with me getting my legs strong and getting more acclimated physically, um, really was a good recipe for me to play well. So we we talked about this several times, and yesterday included it. If we had had one more season together as a team, we not only would have made it to the NCAA's, but we would have made it past the first round. And I still think if we had played anybody except for Carolina and Winston-Salem, that we would have beat that team. Um, we were just hot, and we had figured some stuff out. And um, and I just think we got a we got a good but bad draw at the same time uh, with Carolina. But but that's the conversation, and we I think everybody on that team believes that because we were just like God. The season's got to end now. Now we're ready to start over and keep playing some games. So um, so that that was the development I think. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I don't know if I ever even told you this or not, but we'll keep it between us, um, that, you know, the first time I saw you in the gym, you were coming off of your knee surgery. And, you know, from looking at that, watching you move, I was like, how is this guy going to – this guy's not going to be able to, to help this year. He's not going to be able to be able to play just when you had the big knee brace on and you were – you know, you're just coming off of that. And you went from that to, you know, your game – you need to get you need to break down the stretch, and of course we we get the, the your game against Old Dominion was one of the all time great games played by any pirate. Where I, I think you only missed one shot, and that was Odell Hodge blocked <laughs> <laughs> blocked the one that you mm-hmm. missed. Yeah. And so going from from that point, and then you know just that transition, I think we really were playing playing well uh, down the stretch. Hey, uh, Ike, it's great to talk to you. And uh, I, we really appreciate uh, you taking a few minutes, and uh, we'll catch up with you maybe when we get closer to the basketball season to uh, talk about things and kind of get your uh, your thoughts on uh, where you see your basketball is going into the uh, the upcoming season. But nice to talk to you oh, again, yeah. and uh, enjoy the rest of your summer. All right, you just appreciate it, guys. Go All right, buddy. We'll right. see you. There he is, uh, Ike Copeland, real good guy. Yeah, one, guy. one of the all time great games too. Yeah, uh, against uh, ODU in that tournament run. All right, uh, let's break. We'll come back. Then Ben will give you an update. Uh, we got the home run derby tonight uh, for uh, MLB, and uh, that'll probably be about the extent of my knowledge of what happens in the home run <laughs> derby uh, tonight. Uh, but anyway, Ben will preview everything going on, recap everything that has happened on the other side of this timeout, and we'll come back and uh, in our final segment, TJ Long. Claims to be related to a internet sensation, uh, someone who's gone viral. TJ claims he's related to this. I got to think about which one this is. Okay, yeah, yeah, gotcha. which one it is. Right, he's going to pull that card out. We'll hear that story, uh, but after this, uh, that will come. I should say after this timeout, and then Ben Byram with a uh, an update. Uh, stay with us here on the PJ Show. Every Monday during the NFL season, get the latest on the Carolina Panthers as Jim Zoki from the Panthers Radio Network joins the P-Man. Bring on the good stuff, universe. This and every Monday right here on 94.3 The Game. The flagship station for the ECU Pirates. Dr. Philip Goldstein and the staff at Carolina Digestive Diseases are welcoming a new gastroenterologist this month with Dr. Danielle Hofat joining the practice. Now it's even easier to get an appointment to see a GI specialist at Carolina Digestive Diseases and Endoscopy. Center. They offer treatment and care for all of your GI needs, and you can now get an appointment within a week. Hi, this is Dr. Philip Goldstein reminding you that a colonoscopy can save your life. Visit our website, cddgastro.com, and come see us at Carolina Digestive Diseases. 
I'm in the studio with my friend Sproul Alexander, who is the Senior Vice President for Town Insurance. And Sproul, people keep coming to Town Insurance. Tell us why. Henry, it's really simple. It's because of our insurance knowledge, our product choices, our ability to service our clients, and our community involvement. That's true. We see town insurance everywhere. But now let's talk about the choices. What kind of choices are there? What kind of insurance do you handle for people? Our choices are endless. No matter what kind of insurance that you may need, we can handle it for you. And we're talking about business, we're talking about health insurance, we're talking about home and auto, the whole gamut. Yes, sir. All right, so folks, come to town. That's town insurance. And uh, tell us the telephone number they can reach you. 252-756-8300. And the website? Towninsurance.com, town with an E. Got to put that E on the town. Folks, now is the time to come to town. Town insurance. Smitty's Restaurant is back open every day for breakfast and lunch from 5.30 to 2. Smitty's is back with their great biscuits and full breakfast items every morning and their great country cooking for lunch at the Country Mart location on Highway 11 between Greenville and Bethel. And don't forget Country Mart stores are now the home of Shell Gasoline. Save five cents per gallon on your first 20 gallons with gold status. And remember, Country Mart has your 93-octane non-ethanol premium for boats, lawnmowers, and other small engines. Country Mart Highway 11, where Smitty's is now open, and Highway 903 in Stokes. It's summertime. It's summertime, and there's no better time to drive away in a quality pre-owned car or truck from Greenville Auto World. Let Greenville Auto World show you how easy it is to buy a quality used car in Greenville. We believe fair prices, superior service, and treating customers right leads to satisfied repeat buyers. Are you planning that summer trip by car? Well, get yourself set with an oil change and 27-point inspection. Greenville Auto World, 3840 South Charles Boulevard, across from Hardee's at Bell's Fork. Tweet at us. <gasps> at 943 The Game. Oh, a friend. At P-Man On Air. It's not like a cult, is it? Sound off and tell us what's on your mind. 943 The Game and P-Man On Air on Twitter. This is the Patrick Johnson Show on 943 The Game and 943thegame.com. Ben Barm here for your 94 through the game sports update. Big news out of the MLB draft is the Pirates zone pitcher Gavin Williams was selected 23rd overall in the first round to the Cleveland Indians. Connor Norby didn't have to wait long to hear his name called as he was the fifth pick in the second round heading to the Baltimore Orioles. Meanwhile, the league's home run derby kicks off tonight at 8 in Denver and the odds favor Japanese sensation Shohei Otani right now as he's a plus 250 betting favorite followed by Joey Gallo who's plus 450 and Pete Alonso who's plus 500. From the NFL, the Washington football team in announced that they will have a team named by early 2022. Team President Jason Wright has already ruled out the name The Warriors and wants the new team to have no link to Native Americans. The Atlanta Falcons have terminated linebacker Barkevius Mingo's contract that they're being charged with indecency with a child. From the NBA, the Orlando Magic have hired Dallas Mavericks assistant Jamal Mosley to be their new head coach, inking him to a four-year deal. And from the NHL, the Oilers have acquired star defenseman Duncan Keith from the Blackhawks for defensive for defenseman Caleb Jones and a conditional third-round pick. And disgruntled star winger Vladimir Terrence is requested to be traded from the St. Louis Blues. That's going to do it for your 94th of the game sports update. I'm Ben Byron, the P-Man, and TJ Long to wrap it up after this quick timeout. Online or on the go, log on to our brand new website, 943thegame.com, to listen to The Patrick Johnson Show weekdays at 5. It might be crap, but we love it! <laughs> or tell your smart speaker to stream 94.3 The Game to take us anywhere you are at any time. And now... The stunning conclusion of the show. 
It's the P-Man here on 94.3 The Game. With all this uh, ECU basketball talk today, it was announced uh, three days ago, coming into the weekend, Edra Luster transferring to Northeastern State in Louisiana. How about that? Uh, Connor Norby picked today, fifth pick in the second round, 41st overall. Uh, They were talking about this last night, guys that maybe are in that 5'10", 5'11", range uh, and are contact guys instead of, you know, guys that maybe hit a lot of home runs in, in college, but guys that made contact. Norby falls into that you know, stature, but also his playing style. And that's what a lot of teams, that's kind of in vogue now. Yeah, he can do a lot with the bat, for sure. Pedroia, is that who, that's 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 kind of the in vogue body type now, right? Ben gives me a yes on that, so I'm assuming that I was correct in repeating what I'd heard last night, uh, thus appearing to be only slightly smarter than I am. Um, Speaking of baseball and hitting... Balls out of the park. Remember this kid? Play the cut here, Ben. This is uh, the kid who went to the Cliff Godwin baseball camp, uh, Parker, who went viral. Even I think made ESPN Sports Center a couple weeks ago. What's your experience been like here at the Cliff Godwin baseball camp? Pretty fun. I play first base and third base. And, you know, I just came here to hit dingers and have a good time. <laughs> That's about it. Wants to hit a couple dingers. So TJ and I were just talking about that before the show. And then TJ drops this little knowledge bomb on us uh, here, Ben. TJ? Yeah, that um, I was I was talking to his father. We were at church one night uh, four or five years ago, five or six years ago. and um, This is Parker's dad. This is Parker's dad, right. yeah. And we were, we were talking, and um, he had a – his last name was – I won't share it on the air, but anyway, he had a last name that was a – kind of a name that was in my family as well and find out that his his grandfather or great-grandfather and my great-grandmother were like brother and sister and we didn't I mean that was far enough away that we didn't <laughs> we didn't see each other running run into each other but he was up from northeastern North Carolina we were both from up that in that direction so you're cousins with Parker yes Ben you buying this I can believe it <laughs> I'll take his word for it. <laughs> of all things, to uh, I don't know. Well, I mean, you're trying. To, look, the kids. Uh, the kids a star. He's a star. Yeah, you try to latch hold where you can. Right. I guess you know. I would. <laughs> I have no shame in that. And I don't he, think TJ's trying to mooch uh, off this kid's yeah, little no. fame here. <laughs> well, he breaks it down. He's a, he, you know almost a philosopher. I'm just here to hit dingers and and have a fun. Right. I mean, that's what it should be about. But he mentions playing in the field first. Yeah. Got to field your position. Field your position. He's Play defense. That's right. Play a little defense. Play a little D. There that's, you go. That's the other part of it. So they're just ripping through the, re- the remaining rounds today, and I think maybe tomorrow of the uh, MLB draft. Yesterday they kind of did round one, and then they have some supplemental picks and some conditional uh, type of picks and that sort of thing. So uh, they'll get through some stuff today, and I guess maybe ra- either wrap it up tomorrow if they don't get through everything uh, here today. But uh, Connor Norby and Gavin Williams. Congrats to those guys. Yeah, congrats to those guys. It, Super. I, I saw where Norby yesterday was being considered a, a uh, by one of the so-called experts, a top five round pick. But obviously, again, he fits that mold that's kind of what 
they're looking for, guys that were contact hitters in college, guys that put the ball in play. In other words, the home runs are great, but you don't need some. You need a guy that's going to put the ball in play, not strike out 180 times. Yeah, they mm-hmm. might hit 30 homers, but uh, Ben, you watching the home run derby tonight? This seems up your alley. Ah, why not? My my guy Pistol Pete's in it, polar okay. bear. So yeah, okay, I'll give it a shot. I think he's going to win it. It, wasn't it more exciting a couple years ago when they when they did this, or was it last year they did kind of a new format and it got a little more it was a little more interesting, like they seated the guys against each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, they're doing one v once. Yeah, more right. Like they're doing like a little bracket. Yeah, that's more interesting, right? Ben just shakes his head, agrees with me. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes that's one of the you know the the ball being hit at a major league game is one of those things that does not translate as well to TV. Having been there, I, I got to see uh, Bonds uh, warm up and went to a baseball game, and they were, the, the Giants were playing the Diamondbacks. Mm-hmm. And one of the most impressive things I've ever seen in my life is Barry Bonds take BP. BP you you yeah. cannot really grasp that a human being can hit something that fast, that far, that hard. It's just really unbelievable. And so, you know, TV, as much as they try, it's hard to capture that speed of the ball. Yeah. Well, um, that's tonight, and uh, we're going to have uh, some great guests tomorrow. Another uh, bit of congratulations goes out to Austin Knight. While we were away, he was named the pitching coach for uh, ECU. So uh, congratulations to Austin. Great guy, and uh, has done a really fabulous job uh, a co- alongside Coach Dietrich uh, with the pitching staff. And uh, Cliff Godwin credited Austin Knight a lot this year for working with Coach Dietrich and the pitching staff. So. You got a guy that went in the first round. Obviously, he tells you something there. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow, kind of wrap uh, things up as far as the draft goes, get a little more into some detail about that with you. It was great to have Joe Dooley, Lester Lyons, and Ike Copeland on. And uh, TJ, thanks for coming by and uh, helping with uh, with that today to remember yeah, thank Eddie Thank you for Payne. having me. Yes, sir. Good to see you. And congrats to TJ's children. They're just yes. winning all kinds of things. You got. Your son going to, son going to Barton, Barton, August 10th. And your uh, youngest daughter just won a just big won volleyball a, tournament won yesterday. Won a couple of volleyball tournaments this weekend. Qualified yeah. for the Nationals. Qualified for the, that's right, the East Coast Championships and the Nationals. They get it from uh, TJ's wife. Yes, they do. TJ hitting threes in people's face and barking <laughs> at them. All right, uh, thanks a lot, TJ. Great to see you, Ben. Great job. We'll catch you tomorrow, 5 o'clock.